This is Jason Cast. This is Scott Nearman. We are MP Local, where we want you to know that you are not alone. I'll tell you what, Scott, this business is not easy. It has its own unique challenges. This is not about bottom line only. This is not about profit only. We're about mission and changing communities in the nonprofit world. And that is why we started this podcast called MP Local. All right, all right, all right. Way to be out there. How is everyone today? Welcome to MP Local, where you're not alone, because I'm Jason Cass. And I'm Scott Nearman. And we are here for you. That's what's important. Scott, back with you once again. You've got some good stuff, stuff that's going to once again help with volunteering, best practices, uh, and slash principles. You've got some other things. You always love your reports that you do. Um, I think we're going to scatter in some some experiences that are going to be fun, dude. Right, right. Yeah, this is one of my favorite topics, and we've been talking about this for a, a few episodes just here and there. So we're going to dedicate, at least today, to volunteering and volunteerism. So let me ask you a question before we get started. Here we are recording on July 16th of 2021. I don't know when you're listening to this. Um, and I, what I want to hear is we're coming out of the post pandemic. We're looking for a lot, as we know right now, I don't, once again, I don't know when you're listening to this, we are looking for help. Everybody is needing employees. No one is uh, I'm not saying no one's working, but there's other incentives to work elsewhere. <clears throat> and we have seen in the last report that you did, um, in one of the fall, uh, prior, uh, podcasts about how funding 470 some uh, billion dollars last year. Um, but as we now come out of this, we come out of this pandemic and it's not over and there's people that say it won't be over forever. That's a different conversation. But as we come out of this, what are you seeing in your foundation? What are you seeing? Um, are you seeing it hard to find employees? Are you finding our board members more available easily? I mean, what, what do you find going on right now coming out of this? Well, you know, one observation that I have is that uh, our donors never left, right? Uh, I think I said in the last episode that your major contributors and your cl- those closest to your organization mm-hmm. financially got you through these times. Um, I do think we find uh, staff is, is tired and worn. Uh, this has not been a easy time to lead for anybody at any level. Um, but I do think volunteers and, and organizations, even in healthcare, you know, where we've had, had they've put in, uh, you know, more restrictions on visitors and volunteers. I think that's getting back to some normalcy, depending upon where you're at and what's going mm-hmm. on with the, the pandemic, uh, the virus variants. But uh, have you had any problems trying to get employees? Well, you know, uh, that remains to be seen. Um, Anytime we've posted a position, we've had multiple applicants, but um, Good. that's not been an issue yet. I'm, I'm about to post a couple of positions, so we'll find out. Here's, a, here's, here's my thought, Scott, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong on this, but people, they're calling it the great uh, resignation. That there are 30, 40% of people have already and are expected to 
retire or res resign from what they're doing. Not because they're unhappy, but the last 14 to 15 months gave them new perspective on the things that they wanted to do. Exactly. Um, I think that social services will benefit from that. I think non-for-profits will benefit from that because I think a lot of them realized like, hey, why am I working this job when my spouse uh, enables me not to, maybe I should be spending my time more over here. Maybe I need to sure. be spending time with my kids. Sure. And I think that that's something that's going to actually benefit the NFPs out there. Yeah, I think that's very, very possible. Remains to be seen. Um, mm -hmm. You know, talking about volunteers, they come in all all sizes, ages, and stages, right? So, um, right. you know, depending on where you work, you may have more youth volunteers, or you may have more right. seniors and retirees, uh, or folks who are in a professional position that, uh, you know, maybe a lawyer who prefers to uh, paint or do electrical work for Habitat on a weekend every now and then, because that's a passion and that's a little skill they have that's very different from their every day. It, it really truly is. And even those people working in the workplace and not uh, also being more than volunteers, once again, being able to maybe take a lesser pay because they realize it's more important for them to give and for them to help and what the things that they've done. Right. A lot of people have given of their time and money to organizations in the past 14 to 15 months that they probably normally would have. And think of how many people work in that cubicle that then were in part of actually changing people's lives. And I, I just think that there's something really to be grasped there uh, when it comes to all that. Yeah. And, I also want to talk, I mean, and, and this is sometimes the way these things go, but I want to talk also about the how we need to be reforming and retransfer or re uh, transforming our organizations to be able to start to adapt to those things that are going to make our organization in the in the future. Right. Like, how are we hiring our employees? Are we giving them unlimited vacation? Are we giving them unlimited paid time off? Are we actually, when they come on, do we help pay some of their student debt? Are we giving them benefits that are go above and beyond just health insurance? Because that is a main expense for any organization, but at the same time, it is kind of expected by the employee today as that is a good job because they have health insurance, right? So how do we go above and beyond that? I think that's important. I think this is important, Scott, because when we start to look at that, then we can start to say, okay, when these people are resigning from their other jobs, are we attractive to them? Mm -hmm. Right? Are we somebody that they want to come to? And I think that that could be something we could talk about with the great resignation and how to attract those employees. And, and I can give you some real life examples, like my agency, of we have unlimited um, vacation. We have unlimited paid time off. Mm -hmm. And no one ever takes more than two to three weeks off a year. Why does that happen? Culture. All right. Well, I don't want to go on because we did have something else there, but we kind of got, I don't want to say we got off. I think that's some, that's some good noodles. If any of you guys are listening, uh, please let us know wherever you're finding this podcast. Also be sure to leave us a review at MP local podcast. When people are searching things for nonprofits, like maybe you were, when you found this, you were able to spread the word and help them. Once all the organizations go, John F. Kennedy said a rising tide rises all ships. And that is true. So let's go on yeah. with this volunteers. Tell me about this report you got, Scotty. Well, yeah, and, and I think the theme that we're on here is, generally speaking, human resources. Whether you're paying for those resources or not, uh, this is very important for any organization. 
Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of an awareness, first of all, for our audience. If you are not part of a nonprofit or if you're a business person listening and are not aware just how big volunteering is in America, there is a census survey supplement uh, that is put out in, as I recall, about 60,000 households nationwide to get a sense of whether these individuals and families volunteer and where they volunteer and what those volunteering habits are. And so if you Google uh, volunteering in America, there's a report that the federal government puts out. And just kind of interesting, it ranks cities and states um, in their volunteering. For example, Jason, you got to guess on the number one state that volunteers the most with the highest rate of volunteering? Illinois? It is Utah. Oh, that totally actually makes sense. So it makes way more sense than Illinois. Utah has a has a particular religious denomination that requires and expects uh, young adults to go out and volunteer. In fact, they volunteer at least a year or two of their lives um, promoting uh, the Mormon church and, and that finding their ministry and that. And so they end up number one because anybody that answered that survey in Utah has probably <laughs> volunteered quite a bit. Had to have. So top five, uh, kind of interesting. Iowa's always up there pretty high. Oregon, you've got a lot of environmental and, and outdoors uh, opportunities. Illinois, Tennessee, Indiana, places I've lived, kind of middle of the pack. They also rank cities. And Jason, I know you're near St. Louis. Hold on, Scott. Hold on, Scott. Hold yeah. on. We got to know. You want in. What's the, who's the last person? Um, the other one. The, who's oh, the, the worst state. The bottom. Actually, yeah, the Florida. For real? For real. For well, real. Well, I guess the people that have been there have been like, listen, well, no, still, you would think they would have a lot of volunteering with the senior population. Let me clarify, too, though. Out of 50 states, wow. um, you know, the, we're talking a point or two difference uh, in I each understand. tier. Well, yeah, a good point. No. And it's over 60,000 people or whatever spread over. Okay, I just wanted to just yeah. see who was at. Well, let okay. me just speak to that real quick because I, I don't think I said it. Utah is a 51% volunteer rate, so one out of every two people volunteer. And volunteer with some regularity or, or substance. Where in, when you get down to the middle of the pack, number 20 is Indiana. That's about a 35% volunteer rate. Tennessee's 31, Illinois 28. So still, you're talking one in three people. Not bad. Big difference from number one, though. Big difference from number one. Right. So you get down to the Over bottom. Over a mass scale, that's a lot of people. The bottom tier is really about one in four. So they're, they're 20 to 25% rates. They need to pick their ass up is what they need to do, Scott. Get on it. Let's go. Volunteer. <laughs> All right, Scotty. So anyway, you, you, you look at uh, cities of a certain size, and uh, for example, Indianapolis is number six, and, and they've gotten to where they combine those metro areas, Indianapolis, Carmel, Anderson, Indiana. Salt Lake City's way up there at number three. Number one city is actually Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. Come on. Pretty interesting. Yeah. And That's again, right. you get Nashville, St. Louis, San Francisco, kind of middle of the pack uh, cities. Right. So just kind of interesting, but I think the point is, last episode we talked about the um, giving being approaching half a trillion dollars on an annual basis in this country. Right. And uh, there's also an organization that talks about the value of volunteerism in this country. So if you were to take all the volunteer hours in your city or in your state or in this country and multiply them by $28.50 an hour, actually 54 cents according to the independent sector this year, that's the value of a it, volunteer hour. 
Yeah, so 28 and a half bucks an hour. Now, nobody's being paid that, right, no, necessarily to volunteer. Um, you, but you look at the tasks that they do and the skills that they bring, whether they're a retiree, whether they're an eager uh, young person or maybe looking to volunteer their way into a paid job, that's the value they bring to these organizations. Those are what we call soft costs. You know, there's costs of soft expenses and there's, uh, and there's, and there's, uh, there's soft income. And that's it's right. that stuff that you can't, you know, there's some stuff it's like, yes, here it is. We pay taxes on it, right? And then there's right. that other stuff of what you're talking about, which is, and, and we have so much of that. We have so much of that. It's ridiculous. And so many people who want to do that. Well, let me just say, you talk about uh, soft numbers. There is in, in grants business, uh, hard match and soft match. So if you have a grant that is uh, involves matching costs and you have to put up hard costs uh, such as dollars or uh, the value of um, the, the facilities or the, the things that you're mm -hmm. purchasing or the people that you're hiring to uh, meet the requirements of the grant. There's also soft match such as this volunteer time and you can use in many grants that $28.54 per hour as soft match if you have volunteers working on your project. That really helps a small nonprofit meet their match requirements to a grant that could be very transformational for their organization. See right there, Scott, that's the meat, that's the potato, that's the juice, that's the roast, right? That's the gravy, succulent, all day, pot roast, come on. That's the stuff that these, that we've got to try to bring into a podcast to bring them. That's real life stuff, and I like that. See, that's the beauty of just putting a couple bullet points and rolling, Big Scotty. <laughs> all right, Scott, anything else in that? Uh, I just want to emphasize the, the value of volunteers. And I think if there's anybody mm -hmm. that doubts the value of these volunteers, go to one of the smallest nonprofits you know and ask if they would even exist if they didn't have volunteers. I think I've said that on past episodes, but I've also experienced it. You know, your smaller organizations uh, are going to have somebody answering the phones because the trained staff, maybe they're a social worker in a human service organization, that's some salary dollars right there. It's their job, yep. and they're the ones that have to meet with the clients for sure, one-on-one. -on -one. Um, but somebody's got to answer the phones. Somebody's got to sit do. at the front desk and greet the clients as they come in. You may have volunteers handing out the food or handing out the baby diapers or whatever the case may be, the, the free clothing. Those are things that you can train almost anybody to do. But those skilled uh, staff persons that are doing fundraising that are mental health professionals or whatever the case may be, um, you know, that's where the resources have to go to keep the doors open. So all these other support services are critical. But another example would be an attorney that does pro bono work. And that happens all the time. And I think those attorneys mm. that might hear this episode, they certainly yeah. know how much they're asked for services, much like a carpenter or an electrician is asked to help out at their church, right? Very good point. So anyway, it's it's really important to the nonprofit world, and, um, and I just want to speak to a couple of uh, things about volunteering. Um, for those who may be listening who are retired, uh, for those, as you mentioned, who are listening maybe are between jobs and reevaluating their priorities, uh, I know that when I worked uh, in a hospital setting, we had a lot of senior volunteers, and I literally had uh, more than one lady share with me that the reason they volunteer is because they don't want to sit at home and watch the tube all the time, right? The tube. Yeah. And so they don't want, they do not want to sit at home and get depressed. Uh, if they, if they were single, you know, or maybe the husband had passed, 
Um, they did not want to be alone. They wanted to be around other people. And Mayo Clinic actually uh, confirms that. And I'll put this uh, link, this article out on our uh, in our show notes. But, you know, it is proven and research has proven time and time again, federal government's done reports that volunteering decreases the risk of depression. Volunteering gives a sense of purpose and also teaches skills. Volunteering helps people stay physically and mentally active. In the hospital, we had folks that were trained in pushing a wheelchair. There is a proper way to push a wheelchair, and there are things that you need you should not do when you're pushing you're a wheelchair. Right there is. So you're darn right. Being that insurance guy in me, you darn right there's the right <laughs> way to do it not. Uh, volunteering right. can reduce stress, and it can help you live longer. And it, it really does help you meet others and develop new relationships. So that social isolation that we have all experienced this past year, um, you know, I think folks, as you said, are going to be looking to get out. Uh, you asked what I had noticed at the beginning, and what I noticed is I'm now in, in my role able to get back out to some of the Chamber of Commerce networking events and um, speakers that they bring mm-hmm. in and, and young professional groups, yep. and um, folks are just dying to get out. You know, we had a local they are. craft eager fair. To talk and- you know, no one's sitting over like in their own little circle or whatever. Everybody's walking in like, hey, they're grabbing a drink or a soda. That's and right. Like, hey, how are you doing? It's really, really crazy. There's a lot of energy in the room when you get together with people right now. And what a great time to get somebody to volunteer when they're feeling good and right. you know, maybe they're half drunk. You can get them to do all <laughs> kinds of things. I'm just joking. Well, yeah. snatch, you know, and I believe in snatching folks up if, you know, if they've just recently retired, you know, give them a few weeks mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, if they haven't already thought about it, they're, they're going to realize I got a little extra time on my hands. Snatch them up if you've been thinking about them anyway for your board uh, or if you think they'd be good, um, you know, helping answer phones and doing support kind of work. I'll tell you what, Scott, we're going to cut it off right here, man. And we're going to just tell the, you know, the local listeners that we appreciate it. I hope they understand the importance of volunteering. Why did Scott go through this? Why did I go through this? We want you to know. We want you to know that you're not alone. But here's the deal. This is something you share with your team. This gives them optimism. This lets them see that other places are struggling and they're overcoming the different types of things that he's talking about when it comes to volunteerism and giving some of those examples, right? Actually looking out at where are you getting some of those soft calls. So I thought it was pretty good. Any last minute things to say, Scott? I'd just say that, um, you know, I went around for five years promoting, as I said, the gospel of volunteerism. I actually had a role in a state service commission to work with volunteer managers, which will be our next episode. Um, but the, uh, the volunteer spirit of this country, be they one in five volunteers in your state or one in two volunteers in your state, um, it is strong and it is unique and it's part of what makes America great. It really is. Yeah, that's right. You are right about that. America is the greatest. And don't you ever forget it. Anybody who's listening to this, it is the greatest. It allows us to have the uh, platforms that we have to allows us to make money and actually keep it if we're good, but also allows us to have organizations like non-for-profits that can help people that are protected from things like taxes and other things that allow them to actually use that money um and to enable those who are less fortunate there's a lot of people out there who are less fortunate maybe they're not even doing uh some kind of low income no matter what you're doing at nfp appreciate what you're doing couldn't do what we do without you and this has been mp local podcast where we want you to know that you're not alone this has been jason cass and we want you to know that we are here for you we're out <laughs>